As Napoleon Hill said, true success is only achieved with the power of harmonious coordination of minds working to a definitive end. On Agent Wealth Network Live, you'll join Dr. Hank, the change maker in real estate, for live conversations with an elite group of real estate experts, including coaches, authors, sales trainers, and successful agents and brokers, from up-and-comers to mega-producers. You'll come away with mindset, lead generation, and wealth-building strategies that will change your business while building a life of joy and fulfillment. And now, here's your host, Dr. Hank. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Agent Wealth Network. I'm Dr. Hank. You know what we do here. We help agents and brokers, real estate agents and brokers, to increase their business and to increase their wealth. And today I want to uh, dedicate this program. It's going to be the best program ever. And, and the reason why is I'm going to dedicate it to my brother, John, who passed away yesterday. And uh, he had for lunch <laughs> mashed potatoes and ice cream, his two favorites. And then he went into the bedroom and, uh, and he passed on. And so we just feel his presence and know that all those that have walked before us uh, are really with us as long as we don't say that they're not. And to have them just come in and help us. So we call it by John in to help us to just uplift all of you and to help you. And on this very special day, we have the most special guest. She is uh, uh, the nation's number one keynote speaker in real estate. Uh, she uh, just embraces education. Uh, uh, in fact, for herself alone, she has 25 years of marketing experience. She has 50 certifications, designations, and licenses in social media and real estate and, and really just the hopping, hopping lady on the circuit that talks to everybody with uh, from from, yeah, <laughs> we're doing it, girl. And uh, from everything, from um, uh, talking to the expos, the big real estate expos and everything. And so let me introduce you, Marky Lemons. And Marky, welcome to this special day and this special podcast of ours. Well, thank you for having me. It is a great day in real estate, and I'm elated to be able to share some time with you today talking uh, to my favorite group of people, uh, people who are involved in real estate. And I love to talk about lead generation by leveraging free tools and implementing systems for sustainable growth. Wow, that is fantastic. And that will will uh, be able to launch us to uh, exactly what we want, because really what you do is you are a master at leveraging technology and then to attract clients and then to close more deals. And really, that's for the real estate. That's, you know, to be able to serve more. So could you help us on, like, if you would say with all the time, like, I know you've helped over a 100,000 people to be, do, and have more real estate. In fact, they all rank you at, like, the highest rating of, of everything. And so with that, what would you say is something that you really um, could share with us that would help us to, let's start out with technology. How would that help us with technology to attract more clients, for example? Well, first, technology, or if we were to look at social media and technology, right? Social media is the best listening tool in the world because people tell you about their needs and wants in real time. And because I consider myself a great salesperson, also a chameleon, 
I am going to know or find out first if a person is pregnant. Well, if you're pregnant, that indicates probably a highly motivated potential buyer because a major life occurrence has occurred. So when we look at every major life occurrence, we are finding most of these out in real time. I see. I see. And uh, so so that is like a surprising one right there. It's wow. I know that they're pregnant. <laughs> and I love that. You know what? I, <laughs> yeah. I knew we were on to something when I saw a woman post her pregnancy test. Uh, and so not only did she post it, she tagged her husband in that post. And so we're finding out when the spouse or the significant other finds out as well, when uh, the relatives they haven't talked to that day find out, right? We're finding out with the rest of the world. So now how do we leverage this information? Because if we were to look back maybe 20 years ago, we were just paying for email addresses and telephone numbers. Right. Now we understand They've brought us into their house. So we understand what's going on in their daily lives, in their house. I tell people jokingly, I know more about the people I attended high school with today than I did when we attended high school together. (laughs) I know what they ate for breakfast, lunch, dinner. I know what the children do. I know the children's after school activities. Uh, I know who sings, who dance, because they're telling it in real time. Absolutely. And is it Facebook where you're mainly learning this from? Well, I I like, yes, uh, Facebook Uh is where most people, well, they feel the most comfortable. But Twitter for Uh uh, your millennials, uh, also Snapchat for millennials. And so I tell Uh people uh, we have a new tool here called Remind, and it's a predictive analytics tool. We know who needs to buy and sell real estate from some of these other tools that plug into the multiple listing service. And so I want to use the tools that the people who are looking to buy and sell in the communities that I service. And so with a little bit of research, you want to use the platforms of those clients. For me, it would be Facebook only based on age. However, I actually leverage LinkedIn with Facebook. And so I make a lot of business contacts, but only on Facebook do I learn what's important to them because on LinkedIn is all business, right? They put in their best face, uh, best face on. However, if I want to build rapport, I'm going to find that rapport building information on Facebook. That is awesome. So building rapport. And so how, how many hours do you like invest in Facebook, on Facebook? And when do you do it? What's the best time to do it? And are there some you know common things to typically say to them to get them engaged? Well, I believe that you should invest one hour per day because I'm looking at it as marketing. I'm also looking at it as lead generation. So I invest a minimum of one hour per day on social media, one uh, once per week at 1 p.m. on my office day. I do a one hour Facebook live interview with someone who is smarter, uh, more gregarious (laughs) and outgoing than I am. And I only interview people who can solve the problems of buyers and sellers in the communities that I serve. So I interview lenders, attorneys, home inspectors, uh, foreclosure specialists, 
tax deed specialist. And so I'm bringing on those experts because they're going to solve the problems of the people who I'm looking to attract. And so I carve out that time for that Facebook live recording. And then um, there's not necessarily a best time. Studies have shown that you actually get more engagement in non-peak times because you have less competition. And so you want to try different times out uh, to do your live stream and video. Right now, most of my content is originated from a Facebook live video because I can take that video and turn it into a podcast. I can do audio to text transcription for my blog post. So I am relying a lot on that live streaming video with that initial engagement. Yes. What yeah, what I focus on is developing what people want. Okay. So they tell you about their needs and wants, but when they're searching any of these platforms, it's based on what's important to them. So I want to talk in a manner in which they search and I want to develop the content that solves their problem. So how do you and, know they're searching? Like, how do you know they're searching? Like you said, I want to know what they're searching. How how do you find that? (laughs) Well, if you go to Google Analytics, right, uh, Google tells you what everyone is searching for. And and (laughs) here's what's kind of funny about that. If uh, we were to research the term realtor, the term realtor is searched roughly 2.7 million times per month. But at the moment you add an S to the end, it drops to 33,000 times per month. the word attorney, right? Uh, attorneys describe themselves as attorneys. However, the majority of people, if they're having legal problems, they're going to search for a lawyer. They don't search plural. So I'm going to research what people or how they actually search, okay? Whether it's an acronym, uh, whether it's plural or singular. So then I'm able to talk to them in the manner in which they search which then gives my content the ability to come up uh, more times. And so you have to spend time and planning. And a lot of people jump up and they start using social media and technology because they heard they have to use it. But they don't have a plan around it. They haven't set any smart goals. So they haven't been specific, measurable, is it obtainable, relevant, and time-bound. What I encourage real estate professionals to do is to do the research and follow the numbers. Uh, and, you know, oh, don't say, oh, I'm going to service this area because I happen to love it there. Uh, just because you love it there doesn't mean that anything is selling. You know, what's the current rate of sale there? <laughs> right. Right. And so it's, it's, it's about planning for a successful, sustainable business. And sustainable has been the word I've been using this year. Because I came into the industry and within the first year, I was in the top 10% of realtors in my marketplace, but I didn't build a sustainable business. I built a business based on adrenaline. Okay. I had <laughs> left, yeah, left a job yeah. in farm sales. I was an unwed mother um, and I needed to take care of my son in the manner in which he had become accustomed to. Yeah. And so, you know, I hit the ground running and I just kept running, but I never developed sustainable systems. Oh. So with social media and technology, right? We get to develop sustainable systems that is based on research because people tell the Internet everything. Yes. You know, Marky, that is just incredible. So could you give us a 
uh, because planning is everything and that, you know, if you don't have a plan, then what you do is you just kind of are doing things. And I always share with people that, you know, if you keep on doing, doing, doing things, you end up getting doo-doo. <laughs> so, we, <laughs> so we don't want to do, do, do. You're right about that. <laughs> and, uh, and so 99% of everything that we create is really with our thoughts, which is this plan, like you're saying, the 1% is this inspired action then that, you know, once we have developed that plan. So could you help us on what type of, you know, maybe just a, a easy outline on uh, how to, would that plan look like? And, you know, and I, I think it would include, you know, social media and Facebook and, you know, whatever, and Google Analytics. But how, how would you develop that plan, a general overview? Okay. And so uh, I live in Chicago, right on the south side of Chicago. And there are current communities that um, it appears a lot of things are selling. The first thing I'm going to do is utilize, uh, there's numerous tools that one could use. Um, whether it's HomeSnap or InfoSparks or Realtist or Remind, I want to go in and see who's buying and selling there. Okay. And this would, okay. this is going to be a simple plan right here. Right. I realized not too long ago that I've been in my house for seven years and never received a direct mail piece. Okay. From wow. no real estate professional. And wow. for me, that was problematic because I owe a little less than 200000 and they're breaking ground right now for $745,000 one door over. So I have all this equity and no one's mailing to me, right? Yeah. And so I took a look at the current rate of sales in my community and I realized that things are selling. I went into a system called Realtist and I wanted to pick homeowners who look like me. I picked the date the deed was recorded, the bedroom bathroom count, and I only wanted single family residents. I did not look at any condos because condos sell in certain communities a little slower than a single family detached home. Sure. So I pull my mailing list and I create a mailer to mail to an area. Well, what I decided was when you get a direct mail piece, you look at it, you flip it over, and generally within 24 hours, contingent upon how often uh, you throw your mail away, right? It goes in the garbage. All right. So imagine this. You come back now and you do a Facebook ad over the same identical area that you just mailed to. Okay. So for as little as $1 a day, I can now pop up on my neighbor's mobile device, you know, while they're warming their car up. Uh, while they're walking to the store, while they're walking the track, right? Uh, yeah. When they're sitting in their house, right? Because most of them keep their mobile devices uh, in their hand. Right. And so now my ad is consistently coming up. Well, if any of them ever go to my website, Facebook has a retargeting pixel. So have you ever gone over to like a Amazon and looked at pins or a backpack and then instantly, let's say you abandon the cart and decide not to buy that item and you go to Google or you go to Facebook and now that same book bag or pins pops up. Well, that's right. a retargeting pixel. You right. you are being stalked. OK, essentially. Right. So now I'm stalking them, but my ad will continue to appear before them because they interacted with my website. Mm -hmm. And so I'm I like to bridge online. Right. And uh, online and offline marketing because you have a higher conversion rate 
from people you meet versus people you don't meet. But in doing that, you start to learn more about your customers. Okay, because Facebook with the over two billion people, they collect all this, these different uh, demographic information. And so that that would be an idea of how I would leverage it. It wouldn't just be Facebook. It's a direct mail piece in conjunction with Facebook. Boy, that that is just awesome. And then once a day, then you're on on that Facebook and you're working that then or you're you're focused on that and you're communicating with those people. And is there some way to uh, communicate with them that, you know, once you've uh, targeted your market and and you're sending them a, a mailer and then you're also connecting with them on Facebook, how do you communicate with them? Is there some special tips that you could share with us on how to really build those relationships? Um, so the way, well, I'm transparent. Okay. So that I, was, I need to tell people that you need to be who you project to be, right? Um, I'm active in my community and um, I'm warm and receptive. And so when people see me in the grocery store, they'll say, I think I know you. And if I, once I open my mouth, that's when they know they know me and what they know me from generally a Facebook live uh, video. And I always encourage them, if you have any questions, you know, reach out to me. But what I like to add to anything that I'm doing is a call to action. I tell people how I want them to interact with me. And I like to give them a item of value. Okay, a community report, um, free uh, resources on down payment assistance, uh, grant monies. And so nine times out of 10, I have people opting into some type of system uh, because what I like to then do is take that information and add them to my customer relationship management system and to my email marketing for follow-up. But wow. I communicate with people the way they want to be communicated with. Uh, and so my preferred communication style though is I'm an email and text person. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, but I, t- and I tell this to people with no problems. When I want something uh, from people and I'm building relationships with them, I communicate the way that they want to communicate. And when people want something from me and they're trying to build a relationship with me, I make them communicate with me in my preferred communication style. So it depends on who I am and the relationship dictates the how I communicate. And yeah. because I can communicate in all fashions, I communicate based on the style of the person I'm servicing. And how do you know that style? Is it because of the way that they've communicated back to you or? Yeah. Or do you Either ask? Them? A, yeah. No. Well, I do ask. What's, I do ask. What is your preferred method of communicating? Yeah. Um, and then if, when I don't ask, they will show you an example would be uh, there was a person we were communicating via Facebook Messenger and I decided that I wanted to take it to email. So I responded to them in email. And they responded to my email back in Facebook Messenger. So that <laughs> let me know, right? They did not want to email. And so yeah. I never attempted to change their communication method again. Ah, that's a great one because 
I, I have found myself, I prefer email just because I kind of know how to use that better, if you will. I know how to attach documents and stuff like that. And, you know, now my grandchild, I have one grandson I just saw him this morning, he's two years old. And I think he was born with a device in his hand, right? Whereas I wasn't born with a device in my hand. And so, yeah, to, to be able to recognize, hey, if this is how they're going to do it, if it's in Messenger or, or, or Facebook, you know, just regular Facebook, that, uh, to be able to do it or email or text. And uh, one thing I, I found is that texting uh, that virtually everybody actually reads it. Whereas, you know, the voicemail might not, the email might not be, but on the texting. So it's an effective, but if it's not, like you say, their preferred method that, you know, it's really not very effective and they're not liking that. They don't feel good. You want to make sure people feel good on that. And the other point I'd like to say is just how brilliant you are and how you just know all of this stuff that through my travels, if you will, that I have found that it's really Facebook video where you get your message out because I have like, you know, 5,000 friends, whatever, most of them I don't know. <laughs> and uh, and then they, they, you know, try to get on and then I got to knock off people and I don't know them anyways. And so, you know, I, I, I get it down so I can get the 5,000 people. I mean, these are my daily challenges that I have, <laughs> Marty. And, uh, uh, but what, what I, um, uh, but what I found is that when I do a video on live on Facebook, it goes more to just 50 people because if I do a post, it only goes to 50 people. And, you know, 50 people isn't going to do it. So, you know, on video, on your video, like how many views or, you know, likes or whatever uh, uh, do you get on that? Is that why? Why is that so effective, that video, Facebook video? Well, well, the reason the Facebook lives are effective is because Facebook changed the algorithm to ensure that live stream and video is pushed to the top. And uh -huh. so people are more likely to see it because of the algorithm. Mark Zuckerberg has stated time and time again that he wants live video content. So uh -huh. I, uh, I do what Mark wants because <laughs> I noticed that my Facebook live videos get more engagement than any other form of content that I'm putting out. Uh, wow. And so I've had Facebook live videos, you know, viewed as many as 25,000 times. But I would say since they've changed the algorithm, I probably average up 2000 views per video, which is still substantially sure. better. But I also measure that in a, another way. And so when I'm doing these Facebook live videos, when I'm interviewing someone, I add a call to action. And I also add a URL that takes them to a landing page so that I can deliver that item to them. And so when I'm adding a call to action and following my system, I'm going to generate an average of 20 leads per Facebook live video. Wow. Oh, darn. That is just fantastic. And are they... Um out of those 20 leads, like, can you tell us a little about how that ends up being like, uh, you know, I know the average it, it, the sales process is typically what, 90, 60, 90 days. And that can be way longer depending on, you know, what, what people are doing. So out of those 20 leads that how many do you eventually close like, you know, in a year from now or, or whatever, would you say? It I'm running, I don't know why this is, but it's about a 10%. 
And so for me, uh, 10% of the people who watch the video click on the link. Then another 10% are opting in. And then we're closing about 10. So I'm just running 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Uh, It it seems those are, you know, kind of average my statistics. But because I travel so much, uh, we have roughly 210 agents in our office. And so I'm actually supplying the agents with leads. Uh, and I do a lot of referral based business. So a lot of people know that I'm traveling because they see that I'm not in Chicago. And yeah. because I've given them so much good information and I wasn't coming across salesy and they view me as being an expert, people inbox me and they say, I don't know if you still actively sell real estate or I know you're <laughs> currently in Texas. Um, yeah. Who would you use to do this? So yesterday I'm driving down the street. A agent gives me a call. She's referred to me through another agent so that she could get a referral for a certain community in the city of Chicago. (laughs) I tell her the person's name. I say, do you have the MLS so that you can look the person up? They said, yes. I said, "Okay," because I was driving. And probably 45 minutes later, I get an email from the agent. She's in my office and she says, thank you for the referral, Mark. Now, I'm not I don't make anything, you know, off of that process uh, because it was an agent to agent referral. But people come to me all the time because they view me as being the expert, uh, the non-salesy person, the person who provides the information. Uh, another, I did a uh, Facebook Live with a lender, and I got a text message last week. Marky, uh, one of the leads just closed. I want to take you to breakfast. And so <laughs> those things happen all the time for me. Uh, so the referral, uh, the referral side of the business is building consistently because I'm the person introducing them to the concepts. Wow, that is just so powerful. And I want to share with you on like, you know, you kind of went, well, I just get two, you know, and and let's take a look at that. You get two closings out of every time that you have a live Facebook, I call it video, you know, so you know how bad behind times I am the live Facebook. And, and you get two closings. Well, two out of 20, that's 10%. And so one out of 10, the average like Zillow or Realtor.com leads are one out of 100. So you, Marky, are 10 times better than what's out there, you know? I never thought about it. And, and let me tell you what else. Uh, because I encourage, I encourage everybody. Um, I am not anti-Zillow uh, Trulia or uh, Realtor.com. But I do believe that real estate professionals need to know how to fish. And I do believe you need to know how to generate your own leads only because you will see a better return on investment and hopefully one day could retire. Uh, and so I love to fish. I've always been a lead generator in any business that I've been in. I, I, it's actually the part that I like uh, the most about the business. And so I did not know that. But this is what I would also tell you. I get a higher return on investment because the only thing vested for me to make that money is time. Every right. system that I'm using is a free system. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Yeah, it's like live, you know, you're saying live, but 
um, you know, live doesn't cost you anything. And Nothing. I mean, I have through the years done videos like I do encouragement from Dr. Hank every week. And this week, in fact, I'm, I'm uh, dedicating it to my brother, John. And it's about that, you know, we really have life ever after. And it's very exciting. But to be able to, um, I mean, I have invested just thousands of dollars on all kinds of things for video and, you know, whatever. And it, it didn't turn out very good. You know, my dog gets more likes than I do on the <laughs> like way more you know like like my dog has the way she is so good is like you're so good with leads okay you're 10 times better she's 10 times better like when i post something and eh, you know not too many likes i'm with her it's 10 times more likes than i am <laughs> so i'm now i got smart i'm now taking a a, um, a picture of her and i <laughs> <laughs> together i'm trying to leverage bella <laughs> in order to do it so you're a way better resource on, on uh, how to you know figure this out and how to do this instead of you know me trying to figure it out with my bella or whatever they um it, you know we're uh, we still have uh some time left and i do want to move to on how to close clients but um, it, you're just so fascinating, Marty, and, and so knowledgeable and so amazing on these leads. That's what, you know, that starts the engine for everything for our business. How do we get a hold of you? What's the best way to get a hold oh. of you if people want to talk to you or watch your show or whatever? You're live, I mean. <laughs> well, you know yeah. what? I am fortunate that I am the only Marky Lemons in the world. And so if they spell my name correctly, they will find me. And that is M-A-R-K-I, uh, lemons like a sour lemon with an S on the end, L-E-M-O-N-S. Uh, I dominate uh, the first, I dominate, let me tell you this, probably the first 10 pages of Google only because my name is uh, different, strange, unique. I don't know which one you would want to call it. And uh, they can find me on Facebook at Marky Lemons. My username is Marky Lemons on every last platform that I use. I'll be there. Well, that's fantastic. There you go. There the answer is. Well, I thought, again, I was trying to make up my own stuff, and I figured, oh, Dr. Hank, you know, nobody's Dr. Hank, and that's kind of my nickname, stage name, whatever, and of course, I go on there, and it's all taken and been taken for who knows how long. <laughs> So it's all this fun, but um, and that's why we need people like you, you know, to help help poor souls like me that <laughs> need need a lighted path, you know, and, and to help us with it. And um, then you know the other thing that you're really good at is you know actually closing the lead. And so I'm sure there's all kinds of knowledge about that from you that you have. But um, so you know you shared with us on how to get these leads and and how to build that relationship, and then how do you take it from there and and to actually to be able to. And I really don't like, even like the word close. I, I'd rather use the word serve. And and uh, you know how do you take it from there to really be able to serve them with the American dream as. You know, I look at just amazing thing to be able to embrace the American dream. And so your thoughts on that? Well, uh, so I don't know which one to start with, but we'll start here. <laughs> the first okay. one is uh, recognizing what you are and are not good at. So when you take a look at the top producers, I don't care what marketplace, they all have a niche. They specialize in something. And as soon as you say their name, people can tell you exactly what they do and where they do it. OK, uh, when 
people come into the real estate industry, I'm clear that most of them have no idea what they're really getting themselves into because right. there isn't a pre-licensed class that teaches you how to sell real estate. OK, mm -hmm. uh, they all teach you about your responsibilities from a licensing perspective. So with right. that being said, the first thing is realizing who you um, best suited to serve. And the reason I say best suited to serve, uh, I, I used to hold the SRES designation from the National Association of Realtors. And even though I communicate uh, in the person's preferred communication style, I'm clear that baby boomers have a preferred communication style, which is not my preferred communication style. So I let that designation go because I don't prefer to communicate in that method. So you need to understand um, generational differences and uh, knowledge of certain uh, products and services that are in the marketplace. And is are you good at that? You know, are you an expert at that? Are you passionate about that? Do you like that? So once you define, well, you know, who you can and cannot service, one of the most underutilized, I would call it a tool in real estate, is the power of referral. I love referrals. I don't me I don't too. I don't necessarily want you to give them to me. I prefer to give them out. OK, because yeah. the person receiving the referral does the most work. OK. <laughs> and so <laughs> hence sure. the reason I like generating the leads. Right. Um, and you identify the best person to get the deal done. OK, so uh, I am going to understand first what it is that I can master and be good at. The next thing is follow up. Um, overall, follow up is horrible, uh, period. And I'm not going to just say in this industry, people don't have a follow up plan. And so what people will come to know about me, I intentionally leave my business cards at home because I don't like giving out my business cards. And here's why. People don't have a plan for my business card, but I have a plan for their business card. Oh, man, and girl. so, right. I like to collect them because I'm going to scan that card. I'm going to instantly send you my contact information. You're going to be in my Evernote. It's going to, if the email address on the business card matches that of a LinkedIn account, it's going to send you a connect with me on LinkedIn. You're going to be in my Google contacts and you're going to be in a spreadsheet. Then you're going to be in my email marketing. Right. And uh -huh. so I I have a plan for everyone once I get them into essentially the sales funnel is what uh, you might call it. Um, yeah. And to hit them multiple times. But then I do a little bit of creative marketing. Uh, I send people things when they want to get something. But generally, people don't acknowledge them. And so women, I send Valentine Day cards because women complain about not getting enough Valentine Day cards or no one sent them anything. And men prefer, right? Men prefer to get Father's Day cards. Men don't like the Father's Day gifts that they receive. And on Father's Day, people don't acknowledge fathers in the same manner that they do on Mother's Day. Uh, so on Mother's Day, no matter where you go, everyone says Happy Mother's Day, whether you are or are not with your children. You could walk into a place on Father's Day and you can be with your children and no one, they might not wish you a happy Father's Day. Uh, and so for me, it's identifying what you're good at and then developing a follow up system 
because we don't follow up. And here's the thing. Our past clients would love to do business with us, but we have not uh, stayed in touch uh, and they don't recall our names. They can recall the experience and they liked us and they wish they could recall our name, but we're not uh, consistently in front of them after the sales process. So the sale, the sale does not end at the sale. Right. Or right. at the close. Yeah. Yeah, at the close, exactly. And a couple of ways to look at that is, uh, number one, when you close, you lose a client. So don't be thinking, oh, I got lots of money and go spend the money. And then, you know, and you're not doing it. And, uh, and but then number two is really you just gain now a uh, prospect. And so at some point down the road, they're going to be a prospect and be able to communicate that with them on a regular basis. Because most people, you know, the data shows that most people would use their previous agent, but they typically don't. And they typically just go to whoever, you know, is the closest one to touch. And of course, you'll be the closest one with a good follow up program. So then, and so that's just amazing and incredible because first of all, figure out what you're good at. And so and figure out that way I also put that is what you want, you know, to be clear on what you want and what you're good at, do the follow-up. And then what happens on, uh, I know you're, uh, you shared with us, you're giving a lot of these away, but kind of, do they come to you then? Or what's the next step as far as how do I get that business? And how do I close it or how do I serve that them for the American dream? And so once we identify uh, when I'm matchmaking, right, uh, I am listening. To, well, I'm listening. So I'm listening to what the person needs and they want uh, their needs and their wants. And then I'm partnering with them with someone I believe that can service them. Now, one thing we don't tend to do, but I do it. I check in with people to see where where they are in their business. And so, you know, if I sent you a referral last year, it doesn't mean I'm going to send you a referral this year. And you could actually be overwhelmed. And we see it all the time. You know, like this person was doing a fabulous job of servicing people last year. And now you just don't know what happened. So I actually call and say, hey, you know, where are you in your business? How are things going? Do you have the time to service this client? And you can tell, first of all, by their response, you know, if now is a good time for them, if they're overwhelmed, because it is it, realtors and licensees become overwhelmed all the time. Uh, and so I'm following up in that process. Now, some people want me to stay with them throughout the process. And so I am great at the ability to communicate uh, what I'm not good at is the fact that I'm not in, sh in my city or in the states that I'm licensed in consistently to be there to uh, to do that face-to-face uh, -face hand holding. And yes. so I tell people I'm accessible. These are the places I'm accessible. If you have any questions, you know, let me know. And I stay in touch with them. But I'm only referring to people who also have systems in place who also share my same philosophy for business. So even though you can um, you can get a deal closed, that doesn't mean that I'm going to send you a referral. Yeah. OK. Right, right. Uh, most of my referrals are going to go to people who have the designations and certifications around uh, what it is that I'm referring them to. Okay. Uh, another resource is uh, the Women's Council of Realtors. Yes. Um, I have the CRS. And so I'm referring to people who are like minded. Also, uh, a lot of people don't know this. I probably shouldn't say it, but <laughs> I refer to a lot of people who volunteer. So I, I like to refer 
to people who naturally are of service to others. Marky, you are just an angel, just an angel that, you know, that not only are you giving and involved in the community, but you give to those that are giving and involved in the community as well. It's just tremendous. And that's kind of, you know, just this whole angelic show that we're having today. That's all part of it. And I got God bumps. <laughs> they, most people call it goosebumps. I call them God bumps. It's God communicating yeah. to me that, oh, it's so special, you know, so wonderful. And um, so so with that, that so my, a couple of things come to mind because if I'm an agent, normally I'm doing it all myself. But so are you someone that I could go to to get leads or do you recommend that me as an agent should uh, refer out and and really not have to show any homes or, you know, go into any open houses or whatever? And those two, where where are you with that? That, um, you know, can I go to you? Like, could I contact you and tell you, hey, I'm in this area or do you have certain areas that you refer out to or how, how does all that play out? Well, because I travel so much, I meet agents face to face in every single marketplace. Um, and through those connections from scanning their business cards and everything, because I'm doing this in every marketplace that I go to, yeah. I start to build those relationships. But then I've also, I also sit on national committees. So I'm meeting people at the Women's Council of Realtors or at Celebration to build these rapports. And so the likelihood is I have never sent anyone a referral that I have not a met or B, we're not at the same company and I've not researched them through one of our intranet systems. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay, great. But the mass majority are face to face. And so then some people will say, well, will you send it to someone at your company first? No, I'm going to send it to the person. See, this is when I do not step over dollars to pick up pennies, right? Yeah. It would be great <laughs> if the best person was at the brand that you're with. Yeah. But if they're not, that's perfectly okay. It's a referral and you want the yeah. client to have the best experience. And yeah. so I'm meeting a lot of people face to face. And then outside of meeting them face to face, we're serving on committees together. Uh, we're volunteering together. And the whole volunteer aspect of referrals, really, I didn't utilize it as much uh, until about two years ago when I realized these people are taking the same time out of selling real estate to be of service to others. And we yeah. really share that same philosophy. And that's wow. when I started looking at, uh, I don't like mooches, leeches, people who are always out to get something for nothing. And yeah. so I pride myself on surrounding myself with like-minded people who come from contribution. That's beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. You know, in the next couple of minutes that we have remaining that, um, is there anything you'd like to share that, that you think would be helpful to us real estate agents, brokers, that uh, with all your wisdom, with all your education and experience, that uh, you have some things that you'd like to leave with us? Well, the first thing is secret agents don't get found. <laughs> and when we look at the increase in the amount of real estate related searches using Google, there isn't any better time than today to implement a strategy for social media and technology, period. Uh, I know people had been praying to the real estate gods, let it just let it go away. It isn't <laughs> going to go anywhere. And yeah. I'm seeing agents who've been in the business as long as I have, who started 
uh, trying to implement social media and technology uh, when I started implementing it about 12 years ago. And when I see them today, they are they, they look like they're farther and farther behind. OK, yeah. uh, because they haven't embraced any of these tools. And recently I was in a meeting and there were the average age of a realtor is 53 this year. And, you know, that fluctuates every single year. But I would say the average age of a uh, licensee in this room was uh, maybe 60. And they all agreed that real estate professionals don't want to retire. And I'm sitting there looking. I didn't say anything. I didn't go against the grain, but I thought that was the craziest thing I'd ever heard in my entire life. And they said, oh, because we're self-employed and because we love what we do. Well, no, we never planned for retirement, uh, which is why at 60, it's hard to talk about because you realize then it's not a reality. Right. Right. It's not going to happen. You have to work till your dying day. Uh, And so you want to think about a technique strategy and real estate today, uh, unlike a lot of occupations in the past, you have to commit to being a lifelong learner. If not, you will be left behind. And so secret agents don't get found and you want to come up with a strategy to implement social media and technology. It is not a one hit wonder and you have to be consistent. Yes, yes. You know, uh, a few things come to mind on this age that even brokers uh, are older than the agents. The average you know, broker age is over 60 years old. And so you're really looking at, at an older and you're exactly right. That's why I actually have Agent Wealth Network is because I help not only to increase their business through people like you, but also to increase their wealth. And like you, what you're talking about, in fact, I have that docankwebinar.com. That's where I talk about specifically, yeah, how do you like that little thing? <laughs> that, um, that That's where, um, you know, it's, it's one hour, but it can change your life because it, it, it's a way in order to have this retirement. And then I do have a little funny, uh, um, a little humor here on, uh, I say, you know, to, to real estate agents and brokers, what I'm speaking around the country, and I say, so uh, we all are going to retire. Does everybody agree? And, and they all go, oh, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to retire. And, and, uh, and I said, however, in Arizona, and I just tease about this, so don't be offended anybody in Arizona, but I was just in Arizona last week, and I was driving, and I noticed a car drove by me, and it looked like nobody was driving the car. And so I went, oh my goodness, you know. So I I drew, drove up to the to the car and and uh, looked over, and their little man was, it's <laughs> about ninety two years old, and he's looking under the steering wheel, and he's doing that, and all over the car was that he was a realtor. So other than Arizona, everybody's going to retire, <laughs> and that you really need to have a retirement plan. And it's back to like you were saying, if you don't have a plan, you know you're not going to get there. And it's kind of like asking you shall receive. Well, you've got to ask because you're not going to receive. And so there is time for all of us to be able to have a retirement and to be able to do that. And there's easy ways on just, you know, you could save just a hundred dollars a month and to get it going, you know, to, to start doing that in some amazing ways to increase your money, you know, et cetera on that. But, um, 
Uh, so, so I couldn't agree with you more on that. Yes, technology that you really and, and just take it one step at a time. You know that you don't have to be the uh, Steve Jobs of the world. You know that you can. He actually wasn't real good in technology, anyways. He was more marketing than all the technology <laughs> guys do. But you don't have to, you know, be that. It's just this one step at a time in technology, in systems, in processes, in order to really start building a business to where. You won't be that 92-year-old guy in, in Phoenix, Arizona, man. <laughs> yes. You know what? My oldest student was 93 years old. Oh, so he God. came, completed his continuing education, renewed his license, and passed away later that year. Oh, He was my. 93 and licensed and a wow. realtor member. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and just <laughs> and just to, to put even a little bit more data on that, Social Security is going to pay everybody about fifteen hundred dollars to maybe two thousand dollars max per month. And that with that, you know, can you live on that? And the answer is probably not very well. Right. And so we need to think about how to do it. And again, that's what this whole thing is dedicated to. In fact, uh, God really stopped me in my tracks on, I just kind of do my own thing. And my 400 plus agents in, in Texas were saying, um, oh, you know, if you can increase my commissions, you know, I'll have a retire five year retirement plan that I'll do. And I would increase their commissions. And then they'd come back and I'd say, hey, how's that retirement plan going? They go, well, I got a bigger house. <laughs> I got a bigger car. You know, I took more trip. And so they didn't do it. So I was praying to God for some answers and I was in a um, a significant car accident. It totaled my car and my body. I'm a Vietnam veteran. I was proclaimed permanently homebound and permanently disabled. And I didn't believe the God of other people's opinion. Instead, I knew that with God, I could do this. And so I just started visualizing me walking and me, you know, enjoying life and getting there. And one day I, I was paralyzed from my waist down, couldn't feel anything. And one day I felt a little energy in my right little toe. And so I just focus, whatever we focus our attention on grows. And so I just focus my attention on that energy. And one moment after one minute, after one day, after one week, month, that uh, I started moving that energy up and around. And so now you can see that the anchors is dancing. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and, uh, but, but I got some answers because what it did, God had to slow me down so that I could hear the answers and, you know, get some of those answers in order to have both more business and more wealth for all of us. Because we are abundant. God is abundant. That's what we deserve. And I want to say that Marky Lemons, you are the most remarkable lady that my brother, John, we honored him so much by you being so angelic and well, just being you. here yes, today. It's been just really wonderful. And you've helped us so much. And I thank you so much. And again, Marky is easy to find, like you said, M-A-R-K-I. And then yes. Lemons with an S, L-E-M-O-N-S. And you Google her and there she is on the first 20 pages. <laughs> so with that, Marky, I thank you so much. God bless you. And, uh, thank you and, for having me. And you're just an angel to the world, the light of the world, and we appreciate you for being that. All the thank best you. you. Okay, thanks everybody for coming. Love you. Bye-bye.